This is Karnveer Mundred, the Chief Ideation Officer at Atharva Marcom, and you're listening to the future of branded content marketing and PR, co-powered by the Branded Content Marketing Association. Today we have a very special uh, focused uh, public relations talk. Uh, we are talking about the building and the construction industry. The building and the construction industry is one of the key sectors for any economy. Uh, yet it's also the most distrusted uh, from new york to london to new delhi whenever a new building comes about every new construction project is looked at with suspicion because as a population we are generally negative towards change we we don't want anybody to to change even even our next door neighbor if he extends his paid patio we are uh, very unhappy about it so the but the average person doesn't still understand that uh, what a huge impact not just architecture but the whole built environment has on their life and the solution is probably better public relations with people who understand the industry and who can better explain it to the general public public relation companies uh, like uh, maybe us or uh, you know the people i'm talking to the person on my interview today ing media uh who is a specialist in the construction industry in the public relations of the construction industry and there was some of the conversation that i had with lian uh the managing director and founder at ing media uh ing media uh and she told me how this her, her company started and where we are in public relations for the construction industry so uh lian start by telling us something about how you started off and where you are today with ing media okay well well first of all um uh, ing is actually ing media and that that was interesting in, in itself because we uh i founded ing in 1999 and that was at the beginning of the dot com uh boom and uh finding a name uh which had a url a website address which was a new thing in those days as well as being able to match a company's house was was very difficult so after searching through loads of names um that were all taken uh i founded on the the idea of ing media which is which means we're active you know we we we're doing people we're very active we're pitching we're writing uh we're coming up with ideas so that that's what that was all about but but my background was very broad in terms of pr and and communications but uh, we started working with architects and i was introduced to this amazing world of what we call the built environment why why architects how did this how did you get introduced to the building industry well the the through uh uh through my ex partner we had uh, he was a he is a uh, architectural photographer and so he introduced me to a lot of architects that he was working with and i thought that architects were unbelievably uh, talented and did amazing work but they communicated in a very different style to what i was used to and i thought i could uh help them and there was an opportunity there to to work with them to improve how they communicated and how they won new work and by work very quickly we we developed a very large uh list of clients architecture clients on our roster and we started to work with uh their clients who were either developers or cultural institutions and um i started going to an event which is held in can every year in march called mipam and that was really interesting for me because 
it was the first time I really got to see the entire ecosystem of how buildings and how the things in our landscape come about, what, what happens in what we call the built environment. So how do you get money to finance your project, who decides, who chooses the architect, who influences that decision, um, local authorities who are making big decisions about strategic parcels of land. Um, and so that's how, how we developed. And, and what I found at that stage is that there are a number of excellent agencies who worked in different sections of this, uh, this world. So there might be someone you went to who knew about PR for financing and sort of, you know, the money side. And then there were other people who were much more cultural or artistic, but nobody was bringing them all together. And yet, all together, that's how they exist. You know, if you go to a project meeting for a major building, you will see all of these people sitting together trying to get a, bit, a project over the line. So we realised that there was something unique in being able to be a turnkey solution for this industry. And since we made that decision um, and have focused on that strategy, the business has grown significantly. Um, now we have 40 people uh, based in, here in our London office in Shoreditch and uh, we work with clients all over the world. Uh, and it's fantastic, it's, it's intellectually stimulating, um, we love it, you know, you can see the, the effects of your work every time you walk around London or any other city, you get a sense of pride in, in the projects you've been involved with. Branded content marketing is predicted to be at the heart of every marketing strategy, and there is growing evidence that there will be a significant shift in budgets to support it. However, there is still confusion as how to do it, who should do it, and how it is measured. This podcast brings to you the knowledge, the skills, and the secrets you need to take to take you to the absolute cutting edge of branded content. This podcast is in partnership with the BCMA. The BCMA is the global industry body for branded content practitioners, run by practitioners, promoting best practice, sharing knowledge, and growing the branded content industry. To know more, go to the BCMA. Go to www.thebcma.info. So tell us about a typical uh, typical project. Like, what do you do? What do you really do in that project? Um, I, I think that's a really good uh, point. So I'll, I'll use an example from a couple of years ago where we worked with an amazing architecture practice called ALA um, and they were the architects on a new cultural building in Lisbon called the MAT Museum, M-A-A-T. And for, for us that was a, an opportunity to bring all of our skills together because here you had a museum which is a cultural uh, uh, institution but it had such a significant impact on the people of Lisbon you know it was, it, it was on the waterfront it was beautifully beautifully designed by our client um, and it had buy-in from the mayor's office the prime minister um, every every level of society and I think they had something like 80,000 people turned up on the first weekend to see this new museum and you may have seen it on Instagram and uh, 
used all over the world. Um, the images are used all over the world. And so what we did is we worked uh, with the architect to obviously promote their work, but also became a very important liaison with uh, the museum staff, the city, and all sorts of the, the different cultural institutions. So that's, that's a good example of a project can you give into what you did with the staff and, or what you did with, uh, you know, individual? I, I, uh, how did you improve the communication? Well, I think it's, um, so first of all, the information. How do you make the information um, about a building as user-friendly to as broad range of people, uh, a group of people as possible? So you have architecture uh, writers who are very, sometimes very technical and very specific and hugely knowledgeable about their subject. And then you have the person in the street who just wants to go, go along and understand uh, understand the um, uh, motivations of the architect and how it was designed a certain way without necessarily uh, understanding all the detail. They don't, need, they don't want that level of detail. So our role was to work with the architect and the museum in making sure all of the materials were very useful and read, uh, user friendly, making sure that content, uh, as you know, content is king. So. Uh, videos, um, short films, uh, uh, photography was all there at the disposal of the people that needed to use it, making sure all of the, the architects were able to talk to literally hundreds of journalists who came to see this museum. So that was our role. And, and again, as you probably know, like most things in PR, there's a lot uh, administratively to manage, you know, just making sure logistically people are there on time, uh, at the right place, getting their interviews, especially when in a high demand situation. So, how do you think uh, you know this part, this kind of a business differs from regular PR? Uh, how do you think it's? Different? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And um, I've always, before I got into this sector, I was always a great believer that you could transfer from any sector to another. And I think it's much more difficult in our sector um, unless you have a passion for the, the topic because you have to have an, a, a level of knowledge and a level of curiosity so you can talk to all the different groups in their own language. Um, so an architect um, is incredibly busy, they're looking after their business, they're looking after their clients, they're, they're obviously creatives in their own sense. Um, so they need to have PR professionals who can talk their language. They don't want to necessarily, they don't have the time to um, educate a PR person about the language they need to use. And also there, there are a lot of um, issues with, with architects around their, their peer group trust. Um, and it's really important that their PR professionals... What kind of issues? Well, it's 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 about you know if you're t it, it's like being um, I guess if you're a, a scientist the the person on the street will understand what you're trying to do but your own peers will be much more uh, not so much critical but much more knowledgeable so you have to make sure that you're presenting yourself correctly to that group so that they have uh, uh, a trust and a respect for what you do and that also impacts on. Uh, those architects um, in terms of recruitment. So they want to be respected for the quality of their work, their thinking, the, their intellectual rigour. Uh, so, so we as PR professionals have to be sensitive to those, 
those those issues. Do you think you make uh, architecture, um, the professional architecture, sexy with better PR? Um, I think so. I, w I would hope so. I don't know that sexy is the right word. I think more accessible is is um, what we like to, to believe in. Um, and I think that we've only just scratched the surface. I think the, the average person still doesn't understand uh, necessarily what a, what a huge impact, not just architecture, but the whole built environment um, has on their lives. I mean, you, you were talking when you arrived today about coming on the tube and the challenges that you had. Now, when things go right in terms of transport, that can improve your day um, in an incredible way. It can have, a, have a, a massive impact on your quality of life. But I don't think we as consumers or we as people living in a city ne necessarily think that way. Um, so at the moment, uh, Crossrail is a, a massive project that is uh, happening underneath London. Where a, where a new tube line will take people from uh, west to east or east to west um, across London. Now that's been 20 years in uh, the making and it's incredibly heroic. I mean, you've got people who are unbelievably skilled at what they do, who have been spent the last 20 years preparing, designing, constructing this amazing uh, project, when, which when it opens will change the lives of people in their daily commute. So our job isn't necessarily to make um, architecture and the built environment sexy, but I would love to be able to uh, eventually say that we've, we've raised awareness of the impact it has. Do you think buildings in London are more controversial than probably anywhere in the world? I mean, every, build, every major building that has, that has been conceived and, and built, uh, it, it, has, uh, it has its share of uh, uh, you know, controversies whether it be the shard, whether it be the, the, the performing, uh, uh, you know, the, the oval, the oval of the Yes, 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 yeah. The globe. The globe. The globe. Um, well, it's interesting. I was just in, in Washington last week uh, for, a, for a conference uh, with the Urban Land Institute, and the US has exactly the same issues. I mean, I think that as, as a population, we're kind of negative towards change. So it doesn't matter if it's a large building or frankly your neighbour wants to put an extension on their house, generally our default position is we don't want that. Um, so all, all projects come with, with controversy, it goes hand in hand, um, no matter how big or small. But I think ultimately uh, they, they knit into the fabric. Now I have my personal views about what I like and what I don't like, but that's not our role. Our role is to help the client. Uh, deal with their communications uh, and how do you challenges. Think, how do, you this, uh, do you think the, the new um, focus on environment is impacting uh, building communications because uh, there's a huge, you know, whether it is in compliant, whether it is recycled, the energy is, the energy that is used and the, the level of energy and the impact on the environment. Do you yeah. think that's massive? That's, that's, you've seen that in your profession? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And I think um, to be fair to the profession, um, and what a lot of people don't realize is they've been dealing with this for a long time. They've been aware of this issue. Um, and what has, what has happened with a lot of buildings, that, and I don't know if, uh, if this is the case in India, but we talk a lot about retrofit or repurposing buildings. So a lot of buildings, office buildings in particular, that perhaps were built in the 60s or 70s, were not built with the technology 
um, built into them like they are now. So a lot of buildings are having to have that refitted and uh, you know engineers and uh, architects have been working very hard for many years to do that in the most efficient way. Now obviously some are better than others but this is not a new journey for our sector. Um, I think that that definitely it's 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 a number one priority and i think i think people are realizing that it's 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 more and more important because the public focus is on it now but it would be wrong to say that this is a new thing for our industry um, there are some very very bright people who've been working on this for a very long time great so we could continue talking about it and but i think in because time is limited yes. and uh, and we have and you have a lot of commitments. You've really taken up time, uh, so thank you for that. Yeah. What do you think is the future of, uh, of of the industry of of PR in uh, in construction and of ING media? Well, it's, we've only just begun. I mean, I think this is an absolute booming sector, and uh, uh, again, being in the states and understanding the scope of growth. I mean, one of the one of the figures uh, that the at the ULI conference that was quoted was that the um, US have under delivered last year on six million homes. So so right across the world, everywhere we go, people are talking about building affordable housing. And that that is uh, affordable housing for the average person to be able to buy their home and live live well. Uh, and this is becoming a huge problem for every city. Now, one of the things that is preventing us building more homes is the fact that there's a huge distrust in our industry. Uh, so, if you're, I think you're, the most dist- one of the most distrustful in in the legal sector, legally the most one of the most distrusted industries is is the construction industry. Yes, and and. Uh, that's not necessarily fair and what we have to do I think is is raise the awareness of what actually the building industry and it's it's not just construction it's the whole sector what they contribute to society and how we can unlock this because you know the the US are short of six million homes so that means the market is tighter that's not a good thing so we have to build homes because we have to accommodate people well uh, and it, unless we solve this problem, we're going to make the problem worse and worse every year that we miss out on those targets. So it, it happens here in the UK as well. And that's largely because people don't like more building in their area. And what we've got to do is, uh, you know, lift the profile of what the building sector does for the broader community and why there are benefits. Wow, I think that's that's really interesting, and uh, there seems to be a huge amount of opportunity for ING Media in the future yeah. and for you. So, so congratulations on, on a very successful enterprise, and thank you for taking the time. Thank you. Stay connected with the podcast on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. Reach out to us at atharvamarcom at gmail.com or follow us at thebcma.info. See you next time. May the force of branded content continue to change your world.